This is our Julie. Thanks, guys. One of the absolute joys of being involved in church leadership is hearing people's hearing. Are you okay there? Stick with it. Hearing people's stories, and um, I know it feels a bit like we're going to do a country and western song sitting on stools. <laughs> Unless you've got, do you, would you like Not to? Really? No, no, no. no. Julie, do you want to tell us a little bit of your story, how you've ended up here today? Yeah, um, first of all, I'm going to read mine out, so please just be kind. Um, I'm not very good at public speaking, so I'm just going to read out what I've written. So my story doesn't have a definite start, because I now realise God has been spe- speaking to me and whispering to me from the very beginning of my life, prodding me to come along and seek him. But I will start my story around about four years ago, when things started to really pick up pace. On the 15th of September 2014, a 23-year-old girl and a young man were found brutally murdered on a beach in Thailand. The girl was a friend of my sister's and her friends had been out with her in Thailand when this had happened. And it's because of Hannah and David's murder that I began a spiritual journey that brought me into a relationship with Jesus. I'd actually always considered myself to be a Christian. I was christened as a baby. And I went to Sunday school and there was a definite strong emphasis in my home being brought up on Christian moral values. And I was actually confirmed when I was 12 as well. And then since I'd had my own children, I'd started going back to church. Um, And I would tell people if they asked me, yeah, I'm a Christian. And I always ticked the box on the form, you know, I'm a Christian. But I didn't really get it. Um, I understood it in my head what it was all about. But looking back, I knew something was missing. But I'd always believed in God. I quite firmly believed this, and any notion to the contrary just seemed ridiculous to me. Many of you know that I'm a probation officer, so it might come as a surprise to you that Hannah and David's murders affected me the way they did. After all, I'm not a stranger to the dark side of humanity, but this was really close to home. And I saw the pain and the trauma all too vividly, and the impact it had on my sister, And her friends and Hannah's family was just gut-wrenching. And it was daily. Long after the news stopped reporting on it, I was on the phone to my sister late at night. Then two young Burmese men were convicted of their murders. But those of us who knew anything about the case were not convinced at all that they were responsible. And now they were going to be murdered too. It all just seemed hopeless. And there was so much heartbreak and pain and anguish in the world. And for the first time ever... I doubted if God was real. It was impossible. The world's simply far too broken and there's too much darkness for it to be true. But this thought only hung there momentarily and it didn't even have time to settle there before God spoke to me very clearly. I wasn't hearing voices and his presence didn't fill the room and it wasn't, but it was his voice in my mind. It was clearly not coming from me. I can only describe it like hearing somebody else's thoughts in my head. He called me by name and said, no, I am here. Don't forget I have overcome the world. This is what the enemy wants. He wants to use this to turn you away from me and I'm not going to let it happen. So I was a bit shocked because God had just spoke to me and, and I knew it was him and it was different from my own thoughts and he used a language that I didn't really use. But I didn't feel scared and I knew I needed to find out more. So I prayed which was something that wasn't very familiar to me unless I'd been in crisis. I hadn't really done it before. Um, 
but I figured he's just spoke to me, so I'll probably say something back. Um, I asked him to guide me, to reveal more of himself to me, and within days, opportunities came to me um, to seek out a proper relationship with Jesus. I was invited to um, by a mum at a baby and toddler group I was going to, to do an alpha course. And I knew instantly this was his invitation as much as it was hers. I was then invited to a prayer and share small group and I started to meet other Christians who spoke about how Jesus was part of their daily life. And they prayed and they read the Bible, so I started doing the same. I began exploring other churches in the city and I saw people worshipping God in ways I'd only seen in documentaries. <laughs> True. <laughs> and in all honesty, it was a little bit scary. But I wasn't deterred and I wanted to find out more. It might be new and different, but at least these people had a passion for Jesus that I didn't have. And then one Sunday, I came here. Then again, a suggestion from more than one other Christian women I'd met. And I knew instantly this is where I was going to get it. The starters, I was late, as I often am. But the door wasn't shut and there was somebody there to welcome me. And in my frazzled state, gave me a hug and welcomed me in. And then one day, Rhoda was talking about trust, and then I realized that that's what it was. I hadn't fully trusted God. I wasn't letting him into all other parts of my life. Not fully. I kept finding areas of doubt, and each time that I challenged, he kept coming back and answered and dispelled the doubt. But it was exhausting. The Bible's a big book, and I'm not a theologian, so I could spend a lifetime going around in circles doing this. So I decided I needed to stop. And it would mean that I wouldn't be in control anymore, and he would be. My life would be his. I would need to believe in the Bible in its entirety as God breathed because I might not get it, but I trust that he does and he knows what's best for me. So a few days later, I got down on my knees in my bedroom and like a child doing his bedtime prayers, prayers I, I told Jesus that I was his. And now I'm loved and accepted just, just as I am by our Heavenly Father who created everything and I'm secure, and my identity comes first and foremost in Christ. And he is my confidence and my foundation and nothing else. So just one correction. You started by saying you're not a public speaker. I think you're wrong. I think your story is going to be told on far-flung places. I think there's something about your story and God's hand on your life, your ability. You're one of the most relational, friendly people you've ever met. Like, she's amazing eh, in that way. But I just think who you are, God is just, going to, is just going to be opportunities for you to tell your story, and it's going to be the most natural thing. And you'll hear people going, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me, me too. So we're excited for more public speaking as well. <laughs>